welcome to a nice evening episode here on the West Coast of Lunar Crush Live. Today, we've got Tim Frost, CEO and founder of Yield App. Super stoked to talk to Tim, see what they're all about. Um, but first, everyone, make sure you always remember, you know, we do not take payment for our live stream. Uh, we bring on fun and exciting people who are building in the space, um, and we want to hear their stories. Um, you know, make sure you get in there, ask some questions. Uh, Tim said they're actually going to do a giveaway, um, so they're going to give away 200 um, yield for each uh, question. So we're going to get three questions, wow. hopefully, from everyone. So get in there, ask some questions as we go along, um, and then make sure you slam that subscribe button, as always. Um, we got a bunch of great live streams coming up here in the next eight weeks. We've got all sorts of fun. We've got Avalanche coming up. We've got like a really cool like uh, nonprofit called Endowment coming on. Um, so we've got all sorts of fun stuff. So with that, John, what's what's happening with the Yield app? Um, well, Yield's looking great. Um, so we're looking at the last three months right now. Um, currently, it's at about 50 cents. It's up 65% over the last three months. About a $62 million market cap, placing it as the uh, number 388 by market cap uh, in the market. Um, we're seeing 430,000 in, in volume and uh, looks like 123.46 million in circulating supply. That's a lot of the circulating supply already out. So I'd be curious to hear more about that. Um, when we look at uh, some of the social metrics, like social volume, um, we've seen it increase by 108%. Looks like a lot of that's happening at very specific intervals. So I'd be curious if there's any sort of campaigns going on there. Um, but we're, you know, on a normal day, like recently, we're seeing, you know, two, three, 400 posts a day that are specifically about Yield App. Um, and what that counts is the number of mentions, like if they're, they're talking about YLDX, um, they're talking about Yield App. Um, and then the engagement within there, again, like big, big spike here, but continual engagement. And that's looking at the depth of the social posts um, up 36% over the last uh, three months. Uh, the social contributors, um, we're seeing it kind of come in 100, 200 a day. Some days we've had a little bit more up to 4,800. Um, and so some of this is moving, you know, pretty, pretty decent clip. Um, also 52% over the past three months. Um, Want to show some of those individuals that are putting in that, that effort. Um, in fact, let's look at the same time frame. Let's look at the last three months. Um, so when we look at the last three months, we, we see that, you know, we see Walt Finance, Yield App, Coach K Crypto, Yield Labs, Yield App, uh, Stavso, uh, Crypto Flippin, Crypto the Beast, Iced Coke, and uh, Climb Token Finance, Baba Doodoo, uh, <laughs> New Kids on the B Chain, Gate Gate.io. Um, so these are some of the individuals. And what, oh, what nice. we're looking at, we're looking at the uh, the engagement, the number of posts, and the followers that those individuals have relative to the whole community. So. Um, and actually I should also mention that they have to have, a at least 500 followers to even qualify to be in this list. So, uh, so with that, let's bring in our guest. Cool. Tim, what's up, my man? Hey, Joe, John. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks guys for having me. And, uh, by the way, I love, love all, all the analytics that that dashboard's uh, pretty, pretty slick. So it's good. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, hey, I, thank your, thank your community for, for creating that for you. Cause we're just listening. Okay. Um, so we always like to start, where where are you in the world today and uh, what's it like there? Yeah, I actually, I'm in uh, Thailand um, to today at the, at the present, I'm actually sitting in uh, Phuket, Thailand. Uh, we got a, an office in, in Bangkok. Um, I'll, I'll be back there kind of shortly. And uh, I've been here in Thailand for the last two years. And uh, well, it's it's been, uh, actually I haven't almost left to, you know since, since uh, COVID started the, the country, so it's, as a as a guy who's you know pretty much a weekly on a on a plane somewhere uh, for for the last few years, it's it's been kind of a, a nice nice break to just sit down and, and well build a build a great company and yield up. Is there is there a solid crypto community in Thailand? Yeah, so there's I think it's the country with the most uh, digital nomad kind of expats living here. So you you are finding so many people who who are. Have kind of moved and, and are living here, whether that's in a Chiang, Chiang Mai, said Phuket, Koh Samui, Bangkok, and, and many of the other kind of you know great places to you know have a, a good quality of living. So, um, the, you know, we constantly are. You, it's hard to even know who's kind of here, but um, I think that the longer I'm here and the, the more people find out that you're here, they, they start to reach out to you or you know wherever they're at. So, um, it's it's more of kind of an underground community, but yeah, there, there's a lot happening. 
that's cool. You guys have just started to all, kind of all find each other. And once you find people that are into crypto, you kind of like, you find your crew and you all hang out together. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you know how that works when you're <laughs> like-minded and heading in the same direction. Exactly. Uh, are, is everything uh, open there? Are there lockdowns or what's it like there right now? Um, I, like I would say until about five months ago, I would say it was, I was like, Thailand is by far the best place in the world right now. Um, there's been huge spikes like Bangkok was, was pretty much locked down. That's, that's kind of why I'm in, in Phuket at the moment. Um, it is kind of starting to reopen a bit. You know, I'd say life, life's still pretty good. Um, it's, you know, I think it's, it's affected everywhere and it's not, there's def, there's disruption to life everywhere, but you know, I, I still think it's, it's probably one of the better places to be around in the world. Cool. Good to hear. Yeah. So we, I'd love to hear your story a little bit. Like how, how'd you come to start yield app? You know, but like, how did you find cryptocurrency? Why did you decide to dedicate your career to this? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, I was kind of always interested. Uh, was was a, a bit of a gold and silver bug, you know, over I guess my my kind of early thirties, and um, just you know, really, really started to. I, I studied economics in, in school. Was always kind of really passionate about you know, micro macro kind of economics and world trends. Um, was really interested in, in um, when I when I kind of heard about about Bitcoin, um, started to kind of just dive in. Um, <clears throat> actually, in uh, about two, 2014, this was this really kind of you know, understanding where, where the space was. Um, was was doing a little bit of uh, work in, in the space. I had you know had a at that time I had been working like early stage uh, tech startups. It was kind of more on that marketing growth kind of angle. Uh, you know, how <clears throat> how do you kind of grow an early stage uh, tech startup, right? And get that initial traction. It was kind of always a, a passion of mine. I kind of I basically stumbled into to kind of fintech. I, I actually got a, a contract. I was working with a, a group out of the UK uh, known, known as Wirex app. Um, you know, for those that are familiar with Wirex. Um, I started with them, uh, initially started doing a little bit of marketing PR work with them. You know, eventually they invited me to join them full time. And I was running kind of marketing business development and kind of operations for that first year and a half of, of growth. And, you know, we, we were one of the first companies to launch like a crypto, uh, I guess Bitcoin debit card at the time. Okay. Right. That company's really developed into a full fledged, you know, kind of global digital banking infrastructure right and they've you know really built out a you know, pretty special product now uh over over four million clients now worldwide so that was my that was my kind of my my i guess intro into fintech and i, I you know didn't obviously have a, a background at that time but you know quickly quickly learned obviously just tried to soak everything up of you know where where this is all going especially the digital bank uh, banking space and i i i left there to, to kind of start my own venture and i Particularly wanted to work and, and work with early stage fintech startups and, and help develop them. You know, I I really enjoy the, the early stage kind of chaos of you know, what what is like a fintech venture, right? And you're essentially trying to build and, and get it off the ground, and you know, and, and that's such a such a hard feat to, to gain early traction. I, I think I've kind of built a built a particular skill set um, in in that kind of realm, and uh, you know, also spend time with. Uh, you know, Eki Bank, which actually just, you know, they just kind of partnered with Equify and they had a recent uh, token launch as well. Uh, spent there for two years and said it's that, you know, trying to, you know, help to get that license acquired and ultimately get to that, that full, full launch. Um, then particularly in, um, I guess about March last year, I was, I was a few years outside of crypto completely, um, you know, especially Ether. Ethereum, I, I, you know, after the, the, the ICO kind of bust phase, I, I really, I would say, I, I mean, I basically had nothing to do with, with crypto. And I, hmm. I actually didn't really, you know, I, I would say if I, if I had that, that barometer, I, I was like completely like, this is going nowhere type of, <laughs> type of thing at that time. Um, until I, I started, uh, I had a friend that was really into DeFi and, and started hanging out with him. And then I think that you know, over the course of a few weeks, I, I think that entire my entire mindset had really changed because you know I really I, it was to me it was the first time you know with with seeing Ethereum that it was actually had true true value and what was you know, being built in decentralized finance and you had this full 
full economy. And I, I think it was so exciting and stimulating. So over the next few months, start to develop what was the the base for for building out yield app, uh, which was you know taking this this new emerging complicated yet you know like prospered opportunity in, in decentralized finance and and how can we bring kind of more retail based environment into that and so we've uh, built a, a fintech company so we you know we're, we're kind of licensed regulated in, in multiple jurisdictions now uh, we we founded the company about about one year ago. Um, had a, a full kind of public launch with the initial product on you know, about six months ago. And uh, you know, we offer people the ability to to deposit their crypto. And, you know, we have some fiat rails coming on board as well. But ultimately, just be able to kind of earn on your crypto. And it's powered through, like, you know, crypto wealth management. Um, was 100% DeFi. We've, you know, we have expanded beyond there uh, to the state. And, uh, you know, now we're, we're you know, Fast, fast-growing fintech. Uh, I think over fifty-seven thousand users and about three hundred fifty million AUM uh, in, the, in the first six months. So it's wow, good, good, solid kind of consistent growth, and it's you know, quite, quite exciting, quite a rush. Wow, well, no, appreciate that story. And you know, I wanted to just kind of like double, double click on um, early. Tr you said early traction and chaos, right? And like, what, what attracts you about that kind of? early stage, you know, especially it seems like FinTech is kind of like what you're kind of gravitating toward you're interested in, but what, what about that early traction and chaos stage do you love? Cause um, we feel it, we're in it every day. It's early traction and it's chaos. <laughs> but it, it is fun. I mean, it's that, how to say, I, I think it's a little bit of the kind of adrenaline rush that you, you kind of get, um, you know, it's, there's always something going wrong, right? So anyone, you know, it's, 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 persistence it's you know fighting through um you know i i do like I, i'm a like the thing i enjoy doing most people always like well what do you do in your free time well i i spend time with my daughter but then i i like to work like i i truly enjoy building and and so like to me this is about the the most fun you can do is 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 build something of, of real value and you know that people want to use and so uh, to me, it's it's quite exciting, right? And there's, <clears throat> and you can shape these things, <clears throat> especially early on, right? So, I mean, this is my my first fintech where I, I am the the CEO and, and main founder, right? I, I've been fortunate to be building with with so many great entrepreneurs previously, and I've learned so much from them. And uh, you know, for me, I think that I'm so excited with with Yield App of, you know, this is my it's my baby, right? Like so. You know, in the end, it's gonna it's gonna sink or swim. You know, based on on you know how how I do a, as a as a leader. So, and uh, I, I just I love the competition. I, I you know I, you know I was an athlete before, and, and uh, moving across, I think the startups helps to continue that that really that passionate, you know that that really that exciting kind of adrenaline that you, you kind of get from the startup world as you do from sports. Yeah, no, it's a good point. It's interesting with sports too, because it's there's some, you know, there's some similarities there with almost you don't know what's coming next, right? So you just have to rely on your talent and your preparation and your reaction time, you know. And it there, it kind of like transposes, I guess, onto like startups in an interesting way, where it's like you can't always be prepared, and even if you prepare your ass off, you don't know which direction you're going to need to take it next. So it's just kind of you keep relying on like the talent that you've built up over time. Absolutely. And the competition, I mean, it's, it's, you know, if, if there's a market opportunity, I mean, there, there's going to be competition and, and it's the, the great thing about a free market, right. Is like the, the ultimate winners will, will rise up and, you know, it's, uh, it's so many factors and it's, you know, it's the, the persistence level just to, you know, just to keep, keep building through, through all the, all the times and the interpreting times. I have a question about, about winning. Um, we had a, I was on a stream last night. We got into a big debate about, you know, what does the future look like? We're sort of in this transitionary kind of state here, like so many different chains. Um, is there other specific winning chains that you see like either emerging or already in place? Or do you think the future is more about interoperability? Um, yeah. So I, I think we, we, I mean, the, I think it's a kind of an interesting interoperability is is obviously 
I mean, it seems like the writing is on the wall, right? I mean, you, you, there, there's naturally, you know, we've naturally migrated towards, you know, towards this as a, a, a necessary reality. Um, you know, it, I, I still, if I, if I really like the way we kind of see this, I still feel like a, Ethereum is, is the, the, the most likely complete winner uh, long term. Um, now there, there are definitely, you know, these, these um, other chains that are going to continue to be able to compete, uh, gain traction. Um, I said there, there's hap there's things happening on on all sorts of chains, but I, I you know, still feel like as long as Ethereum can ultimately scale with, with Ethereum 2.0, that we, you know, this is still it's still uh, I guess the 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 alpha in the room, right? Uh, that everyone will ultimately migrate to. But so I'm, you guys <laughs> I'm sure John and I could probably do the next six hours on. <laughs> it's tough. It, yeah, go ahead. If you want. Well, I, I mean, on, on one side, what's really interesting is there's almost, um, I mean, you take a lot of these chains and they have like these, these funds to build startups and applications, whether it be DeFi or NFTs or DEX or whatever um, that they're funding um, to build within their closed ecosystem. And, to try and build wallets that lock users into their closed ecosystem. And then you have, you have efforts around um, interoperability and then you have things like the poly network hack that occurs, you know? And, and, and so I, I think th there's a lot, there's a lot of room to grow in terms of interoperability, but I, I think that there is this kind of like vertical trend, like whether it be Solana or Avalanche or Ethereum or Matic, like it's like you chose a chain and you're just doing that. There's a lot of that going on. And so um, we're sort of in the middle of where this nets out. And I think that's that's where I, I don't have an answer. I just know that we're somewhere in the middle on this 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 kind of journey towards many chains. These 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 um that's a good point. I mean, I understand the, the grants. Obviously, I think that's the, the best opportunity that you know other chains have ultimately to, to you know bring talent into their ecosystem, right? It's you know, how do you cross that that adoption chasm, right? Uh, long term of you know getting people that are, are truly going to buy into it. Um, I, I think it's very hard. I mean, I, I've you know my, myself looked at you know with, with different uh, chains in the past, like how how can you build that exemplary that, that that incubator service for them, right? And like that you know to bring talent to start building on your chain. And you know, people have been trying for for years, uh, but like ultimately. If you if you have talent right now, like I mean, if you have some good blockchain devs and a, a relatively good idea, like raising capital is is, is quite easy at the moment. Um, now it wasn't easy in, in 2019, but it's yep. quite <laughs> quite easy at the moment as long as you right. have you check a few of the boxes. And so at that I, I mean getting you know, raising the needed capital isn't necessarily like the the, the biggest crutch. Yeah, I, I, we've already gone through this. I mean, look at the the battle for the app stores. And I, I'll go back. There was an Intel app store. There was a Hitachi app store. There was a Yahoo app store. Yeah. There was there was a, there was I don't know how many dozens, hundreds. I don't know. And then we ended up with Google and Apple. And so we we've seen this. We've seen this in so many different spaces in the past. Look at go back to uh, televisions. Like RCA used to make televisions and like there was all sorts of different, Mar I think it was Marconi made radios and like, like there was so many different brands. And then we ended up with at one point, oh, like Sony was the leader in televisions and now it's like Samsung and LG. And so I think we go through this kind of thing of like many competitors and then the world whittles down to just a few. But I, I wonder if, I'm curious if blockchain and crypto is, is going to follow that same path or it's actually different. So don't know. What do you think, Joe? Huh. I was talking the other night with a friend and it was about like actually like fully decentralizing like social media and how would you do that? Right. So today it's like speed and scale, right? Like you can't wait, you know, an extra seven minutes for a photo to upload. Right. Or if you're scrolling through some social media app, you're never going to be able to, you know, it's like, oh, this is going to take eight minutes for this photo and then this one. And so we're just at this like time period in the industry where it's like things just 
aren't fast enough, right? So there's like apps being built on these kind of like side networks, I would say, but that still aren't fully decentralized because they're on things like AWS or Azure or whatever it may be. And so it's like, it almost doesn't matter which chain you're on, if things are going to continue to be built that way. But if we move over to this fully decentralized way, then, you know, I think those ecosystems matter, right? But you're choosing an ecosystem just like you choose like a, a jurisdiction or a country, right? So you could say, hey, I'm going to enter this jurisdiction potentially if someone needs to pay me there, right? Outside of just like some sort of like paid network where you're using paid ads to get there. But if someone physically needs to pay me in this one specific country and I want to launch my business there, um, you know, you're looking at those markets and you're saying, which market does it make sense to enter next? And so I feel like if continues to kind of go the way that it's going right now, developers and companies and DAOs are going to need to make those decisions and say, well, are we going to launch? Does Ethereum solve all of our problems right now? Right? Yes, there's audience there, but does my app work there the way I want it to? Or am I going to launch it on somewhere like Polygon where the fees might be lower? Or do I want the security of Bitcoin? So I'm going to launch it on Stacks. So I think it's like just different decisions that entrepreneurs and startups need to make and you know, management's going to need to make. So I don't know. I think there's, again, we're, we're, we, none of us have the answer and we're right in the middle of this. It's like, it's all unfolding in front of our eyes. And I think we're all making decisions every day on like where to lead that. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, a bit we're, we're so, I think you just hit on, but we're so early. I mean, I, yeah. it's, it's really hard to see you know what this ultimately is, is going to look like right all these all these dApps that are, that are going to being built um and who's actually going to get adoption and, and actually make a significant impact um which is still i mean i still see you know i haven't seen it yet right especially in, when you're talking about decentralized social media and all this i mean i, I can't imagine i feel like it's still still might be a decade away um, right oh, yeah i i agree with that okay. so can I Oh, go ahead, John. Uh, just just one more point because I, I got the Yield app site open. It's just it, it's funny we have this conversation, but it, it's not like you lead um, on your website with saying we're on this chain. Like no one cares. What they care about is they're getting a lot of they're getting great twelve percent APY on that Bitcoin. Like you know, so I, I think it's an interesting point to say like what what matters is what's good for the user. Um, and and hopefully everything else follows and supports that. And I think that's that's maybe it's honestly kind of missing from a lot of the discussion that, that you hear out there, um, like around this yeah. chain's faster or more secure or whatever it is. It's it's missing. So when well, we're we're very agnostic. I mean, we're so we're on multiple chains. Obviously, our, our portfolio. So we have you know we take deposits in through, through the front door. Um, it's on Ethereum now. We, we will add multiple chain supports in, in V2 when it rolls out for us. Uh, but you know the the portfolio side. I mean, we we ultimately we're, we're chasing yield. So you know with our, our DeFi strategy. So we we are on we're on Polygon. We're on Phantom. Right. We're on BSC. Right. We we got more chains uh, in, in development right now with our, our team uh, too to be kind of compatible because you know there there are opportunities everywhere. And and I said we. We embrace, I mean, any anything that's coming. I mean, for us, you know, we, you know, we're we're a liquidity provider, right? We ultimately just want to, you know, bring liquidity to, you know, to where where the market is actually going. And so, uh, you know, we we welcome all of it. And I, I think the the best thing that you see from all this is there's so much fierce competition. And it's you know competing for users. I mean, so it, I mean, people are. are you have the, some of the brightest minds in the world, like working on like how you, you know, how do you, how can you actually improve this? Because, you know, the the the, the ultimate winners are, are, you know, not known today, and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be unique features, and it's going to be adoption, and you know, it's you have to hit all of them, you know, or you know, Ethereum is able to kind of port, you know, all this innovation over to to, you know, to to mainnet. So, well. We'll see, but it's it's good, I guess. At this point, I mean, you don't have to pick a winner, right? It's just you know, we we kind of almost wait and see and and, and uh, enjoy what's what's uh, being built in front of us. Well said. So let's let's kind of hop into yield a little bit. So who who is the target audience? You know, for the app for you guys. I mean, I saw 
you know, started hopping in there. Like you do have KYC, you know, you got a ton of like TVL. It looks like you said very quickly, um, you know, who's, is this, are you seeing a lot of retail users? Cause I saw it was like DeFi in your pocket. Right. So that to me says like retail, I want to walk around quick access yeah. to it. Um, you know, so talk, talk a little bit about like, who's your target. Yeah, we're, we're six months in, we, we have, you know, it always surprises you when you find out what we're, who's actually using your, your service. Um, you know, we are about 97% male, um, <laughs> which it, it's something you don't want to see, but then it's kind of like, well, yeah, I kind of get it right. Um, unfortunately it's, um, our primary demographic is, is kind of Western males for age, like 35 to 50, um, you know, guys, guys that, um, you know, have a job, probably have family. Um, they don't have time to be, you know, full-time degen and, um, you know, and, and really dive into all, all things crypto and, you know, but they, they, you know, they, they have a little bit of crypto. They just, you know, well, let it work. I mean, why, if you're long, you know, if you're long Bitcoin and ether, then, you know, you don't want to be actively trading. You, you should be using a service like yield app where you can use compounding your, your assets long-term and, and, or and the, the other option is just keeping it in custody, right? Not, not essentially doing anything. And so um, we're finding, I mean, the, the, I said, that's, we find a lot of people working in the space too. Uh, people that want to just, you know, diversify their, their kind of positions. Uh, a lot of traders kind of use us, right? So we're, we're getting kind of, it's a mix, you know, bag all over the place. Uh, we're really starting to get a lot of uh, traditional people coming in, obviously, because they're, you know, they're, they're seeing this as like, you know, the opportunity of, of getting a little bit of crypto exposure, right? Like this is kind of entering the, the space, right? You know, safely, yes, do do like KYC with us, you know, register, you know, you can deposit, you know, with uh, fiat with us as well as, as crypto and uh, start and start using us that way. Our fiat, like I think about like something I feel like Binance did really well. And it was like part of their strategy was just like all of these fiat on ramps. Right, like be the first in like this specific country, or be one of the biggest there. I mean, is that because ultimately, you know, for bringing new customers on and trying to convert them, you know, and get them KYC'd? I mean, that's still the game, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> fiat, fiat and crypto <clears throat> is is a it's kind of an ongoing uh, you know battle, right? So, it's ultimately, you're you're trying to to you know push push two kind of contradictory worlds to, to, together. And um, it's even getting more and more challenging. There's many financial institutions that, that want to work in the space. I mean, I, so I, you know, I, I had a crypto friendly bank. So I was part of that an initial team of a, a crypto friendly bank. And it's, there's so many challenges you have, you know, with your, your own regulators, uh, but particularly your correspondence accounts. So um, Binance obviously is, is built out something, something quite, uh, Quite strong with their their fiat capabilities. It's it's kind of a model. So many so many people like Yield App are, you know, are, are trying to kind of replicate on, on that build out um, because you're right. People want local local transactions. They want to do in their own their own native currency, right? To, to avoid those those uh, hefty uh, FX and, and other charges. Absolutely. And then I saw on the site it said um, in-house insurance pool. So all the funds are insured um and audited so do you guys have partners that you're working with or third-party partners that look at you know that and do you guys publish that because i mean i feel like i'm not seeing you know i'm not seeing that as much like being touted but i feel like that's a huge piece of what people are also looking for because they're used to having that kind of blanket somewhere else especially getting new folks into the system i'm not talking about the people that are already like trading all over the place and you know meme tokens like crazy i'm talking about the people that are like going to represent the next trillion dollars into the system yeah so today we we offer um insurance on all all uh, assets that are custody through uh through bitgo and so we have you know, over a hundred million dollars of coverage um but however when you you do hit that invest button right i mean that's the i think really the, where the key kind of comes in right when you when you hit that invest button you know essentially you're you're investing to this uh alpha one d5 fund right when, when it goes into our or managed portfolio. So we do have our own internal buffer, uh, uh, you know, where, where we do have such a, a, a pool of capital internally that is dedicated for any sort of loss, right? But the reality is we are 
know, are, are managing over $350 million um, today, right? So this is continued to grow. So it, it does create a, a lot of unique challenges. Uh, we've looked at all the insurance providers in the space. Um, we're also working with a, with a startup uh, that's, you know, we're working very closely on, on product build out with them uh, through a company called Steady State. Okay. Um, led, led by uh, Jonathan Libby. And, uh, you know, we're, we're working with them. You know, actually, I just had a, a call right for this with, with their team, and, and we're working on that that product and build out with them. So, I mean, long term, I mean, we it's 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 about building that that confidence with the it's it's building confidence for for the consumers, right? That you know, ultimately can trust us. But the the best that you know the best use of of any sort of funds is is going to be on on just better infrastructure, right? Just continue to build out security, you know you know, hardware, software, uh, security modules, and, and just, you know, better, best practice internally. So we, you know, our, our CTO um, has, has built a, a top 20 exchange in the world um, previously. And, uh, you know, he's a very talented, you know, security focused um, individual and, and obviously leads us on, on that side. We're, we're in a, we feel like we're in a very good space and have, have tremendous leadership on, on the side, on the development side. Uh, so, it's it's kind of you have to kind of take one or two paths right down i mean we're you know we are we you know we have let's say we we are in the process of negotiations with uh you know auditors to to bring those things uh those reports public so we do quarterly reports uh, we have one coming out at the end of this month and we we want to start um officially having auditors come in and uh you know audit our assets under management uh for example because obviously we want people to be able to um, trust us. So we're, we're constantly working on how can you provide more transparency, better trust, but at the same time, not giving away, um, you know, company secrets at the same time. So on, on that, uh, that note of, of custody and insurance, I was super interested to, to hear something about, uh, you have your, your corporate section on there. And I'm really curious what kind of corporate demand for custody are you, are you seeing? And it's, Sounds like it's more more than custody. Also, getting yield on those assets that you're holding for them. Um, what what kind of demand are you seeing? What kind of companies? What's their use cases? Uh, you know, ever since hearing about MicroStrategy, it's you know, I'm, I'm always curious on what other companies are getting into crypto. Yeah, so we we have it's kind of a, a mixed bag. We have a lot of crypto companies first of all that we're, we're doing corporate treasury for so you know companies that you know may have already raised capital in the past uh, they have capital with us they're you know letting us essentially manage their 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 uh, capital reserves and then just continue to be able to grow that uh, we're, we're finding companies you know we we have uh we have companies in in uh developing worlds like uh nigeria that we're starting to work with and, and on board that you know, they, you know, particularly they, they're looking for diversification and, and, you know, obviously want crypto exposure. And so as we're, we're, we're seeing this, this, this influx of clients, so we're, we're getting many, many corporate applications that are, that are coming in day right now. And um, I would say it's not really, you get a lot of family offices uh, that, that are inquiring. Um, said so a lot of people that are currently have crypto exposure might, might you have your own kind of, you know, your family office or your own, you know, personal kind of trading fund uh corporate entities said we're doing a lot of treasury management now and, and you know we, we hope to continue to grow out uh this this demand line uh but you know we're now finally starting because we got that enough track record and that people are you know it, it, people are slow oftentimes to to adopt uh into crypto right especially uh corporate institutions right they just have to tread you know and start to to walk into this um, we, you know, we have some, some actually big, big family offices that have, you know, recently been uh, opening accounts with us as well, uh, that have just started that, that move in, into, into the crypto world. But I think, I think though, I would say that all of our clients pretty much do understand that there, there is ultimately uh, crypto exposure. So we're, you know, initially we thought that we'd get people that would want to invest and just want those high yielding opportunities. But, you know, in the end, like. You know, crypto has grown so so much and there, there's no reason to kind of go beyond that of, of people that you know essentially don't want uh, crypto exposure well it's, it's also interesting once they've 
you know, let's say that they're 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 all in, right? Like, let's go, let's let's put a huge piece of our treasure in. Great, who's yeah. got the keys? Like, who who actually has those keys? And how do you manage all that? And well, I'm saying at the company itself, like, if, let's say a company goes and puts ten million dollars into Bitcoin, who's got the keys to that ten million dollars in Bitcoin becomes a big big debate, big question. What, you know, what about if there's a disaster that occurs? Like, how do we get those keys? Like, there's all sorts of different levels of access and challenge from a corporate perspective versus just an individual investing. So it's pretty, yeah, pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So um, our, our CTO said he, he built a, you know, his own wallet systems and, uh, you know, crypto top 20 crypto exchange app previously. And he is, I mean, we, we go through this pretty rigorous and exhausting process, right. On actually, you know, actually how, how do we handle the G's? So, uh, we we have uh, you know, five signatories um, internally, kind of the key key management, kind of internally, and split split keys ultimately for for kind of multi sig uh, multi sig wallets. So it's it's um, you know I'd say it's um, this particular you know way that we actually go go forward and actually manage. So all all transactions, all portfolio. Um, movements, right? I mean, they're, 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 I'd say it's all multi-sig, you know, approaches. You know, I, I don't really want to go into too much detail of, of you know, how we're, we're, we're ultimately running, you know, things, but it's a, uh, it, it's a, it's a massive build out and it, it's still in the process. You know, we have, you know, hardware, you know, we've been building out, we've actually contracted a firm on the a massive hardware uh, module kind of build out as well. That, that's kind of, part of this, this kind of even uh, future infrastructure. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a, a lot, a lot that goes into to doing this securely and safely. Well, just on a bit, one more, one more piece on that corporate side, I guess, yeah. is there a specific size company that you're seeing that, that where the demand is coming from or, or region you mentioned Nigeria, but is there, are there particular, like, is there like a persona of these companies? I'm just curious who, is there a trend that you're seeing in any place? Yeah, so uh, family offices, I, I right, think, is, is right. a big one. Um, you know, I'd say uh, we're, we're seeing those that they're they're usually dabbling kind of a probably a low seven figures. Um, you know, uh, that they're looking to kind of open up with, or sometimes even, you know, maybe in that that kind of five hundred thousand uh, kind of range. And so, yeah, we we we're we're seeing the common trends. Uh, you know, we're we're starting to get more and more involved with kind of you know. We're, Know, these family offices that ultimately that, that you know do do want to move into and gain exposure into into this world so i'd say that's probably the, the biggest trend for for new capital looking to kind of enter the space such an exciting side to the business that's really really exciting yeah and i i have a question around um you know so like growth with this side of like you know we talk to a lot of different um, wallets and exchanges and like there right now it's like you know how do i list this next thing right and then or you know which jurisdiction do i enter next right and that's what they're just trying to build on and they're trying to get access to these different markets for you guys it's like it looks like there's like these five assets and it's all about yield obviously it's in the name right um so it's like do you think that there's a differentiation there of like Hey, like everyone's going to keep going and chasing all these different assets to list and who knows what that looks like, or they're going to try to go into maybe these other jurisdictions. But for you guys, it's like, we want to be known for like this DeFi, like yield kind of oriented product. Is that like the selling proposition, the unique selling proposition for you guys? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that, you know, you, you need to do one thing, one thing and one thing very good. Right. And so, you know, we've we've built out this. I mean, it's a it's a it's a massive build out. You know, from building that the full full fund and, and portfolio management team, obviously all the, the tech infrastructure building this. So, I mean, it, it is as simple as that. I mean, we you know we want people to be able to to earn yield on on the crypto, whether that's Bitcoin, Ether, stable coins, and, and you know or, or fiat accounts in, in the future. Uh, we will add more assets. You know, we were definitely going to be. Um, adding more assets, uh, you know, slowly, but for us, it's always about, uh, doing, you know, we, we move very fast. Um, but you no, know, I'm not a, I'm not a, I said, I'm not a big fan on, on 
adding too many choices for for the users right so you know we we, we basically have about i would say of people when they put money with us like they don't use us for customer right and it's you know, where we actually we don't really want people to use us for for you know custody purposes um where we have i would say about 99.5 percent of deposit assets that are that are invested with us right so you know it's you know people are, are using us for for that reason and uh you know we continue to build out that and of course we want to add more more products and features to to kind of enrich their life and we are moving from this DeFi banking to this more of this crypto wealth management um, narrative and ultimately we you know we want to see be seen as a, a safe haven that you can just let's allow your crypto to to grow um and, and adding more investment products in, in the future as well so we got you know i think we have some exciting things coming in, in the coming months how do you how do you think about that from a user experience perspective you know like like for example like if um i could call out many different DeFi applications but you know um there's swapping there's providing liquidity there's uh farming there's pools there's all sorts of other nifty kinds of levels and things that they've built in for you know rewards and all this stuff um but but a lot of this stuff is like you got to be on it you got to be on this all the time and participate constantly and then redeploy that capital back into their ecosystem and 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 it's just you know if you were counting clicks um excluding your you know confirming and metamask and all that fun stuff if you were counting clicks it's like constant clicking just to like invest your money i guess how do you how do you see DeFi from like a user experience standpoint and making it easier yeah well i i think it is going to be complex i i it's a, that's a good question um we've identified i mean what, what those those pain points are um you know i think you just hit on it it's the, complexity you have to be constantly managing your, your positions right like it's it's a it's a full-time job kind of manage your own personal DeFi portfolio yep. um and just staying staying ahead of it um well i i mean at some point i think we have to get out of you know the the, the browser of, of metamask i would hope i mean it's just it, it always it just always um it's, it's just phenomenal of how much capital people of sitting in their their web browser and, and this MetaMask plugin, um, <laughs> you know, and it's and then obviously the the hardware modules, it's it's not necessarily that that fluid that fluid as well, um, especially if you're going to be doing it on a, on a daily basis. But um, you know, I think you just how do I say, um, well, there's there's the, the multiple aspects of DeFi, right? So I think the the biggest one is and the, the safest one is simply just deploying capital as in LPing in a, you know, in a position and, um, you know, just earning that, that passive yield. And I, I'd say that's almost the safe, it's the safest way to, to deploy capital. I think it's about the, you know, deploying capital as like a, maybe a curve or Uniswap pair is probably about as safe as you can be. And you can actually sit that, leave that there for, you know, multiple years. And ultimately that's, you know, what we got to get to, right? Because you, you know, if you're actually, going to invest i mean you should be able to leave that capital long term and uh you know not not actually have to be concerned you know about the the constant weekly updates that, that are coming yeah i don't think the average consumer really even understands like traditional finance yet to go have to make a decision on like well is there going to be enough liquidity in this protocol that you know i'm going to be able to get out or you know i kind of think about like like insurance products right it's like if you've got some sort of like you know, whole life policy. I think we lost your friend. Did we just lose Joe? <laughs> yeah. uh oh, did his whole life policy just expire? What happened? It's <laughs> <laughs> all right. He'll, he'll rejoin us, I'm sure. Man, <laughs> everything just went black, but then immediately came back. So don't know what that was. <laughs> you got too excited, man. I was like already curing cancer. I told you guys how to do it, and then I, I lost. Um, no, I, I was, you know, I think I got lost at like insurance policies, but it's like thinking about like a whole policy that you might have with like a MetLife here in the U.S., right? And then it's like if that bank is going to go defunct or if there's, you know, there's not enough liquidity, maybe another bank buys that out. But you're, you have someone managing that to an extent and protecting you because it's a long term, an extremely long term hold. 
So I like when you said like crypto wealth management, I don't think I've ever really heard anyone talk about that just because everyone thinks like everyone's going to be the individual investor now and everyone's going to manage their own portfolio. And in reality, it's probably a small percentage. And those are the people that are like in the industry today and that percentage might grow. Um, but it's, it's interesting when you think about it like that from a standpoint where like, Hey, what if I'm invested in this, in Aves XYZ and that's going away, who's going to protect me to move that money before liquidity goes away? Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. Um, so, I mean, my, my, you know, my personal philosophy and, and I'm just crypto overall is, is I don't think most people should handle their own, their own keys or their own money. Um, and I, that, that's not the, the most common trend, right? I mean, it's, you know, sure, you know, probably most people you know, watching the show probably are, are managing, right? They're their own keys and they have hardware wallets have their, their own sophisticated kind of backup systems. But, you know, there's, you know, that's that the majority of the world isn't, isn't really, you know, capable for that, right? They, they need to reset their passwords, right? They, you know, they, they you know, they lose their phone with their, their 2FA on it, right? They, I mean, it's just, it's why, you know, these financial institutions and, and the ways why we have backups of backups and, and you can restore things, you know, from, you know, trusted providers. And I, I, I think crypto is, is moving in, in, in two worlds and I think it's, it is healthy. I mean, I, I completely embrace the you know, completely decentralized aspect of everything. And if, if you're comfortable and capable, I, I mean, you should, should go that way. Uh, for, for those that you know aren't, I mean, that's why, I mean, that's why Coinbase and, and Binance kind of, they, they do exist, right? I mean, it's, you know, for the average crypto user though, they don't even, they don't even know what a private key is, right? They don't, they don't even, they might not even know what a, a crypto address would look like. They, you know, that doesn't, you know, doesn't make any sense, right? That random string of, of characters. Um, so you kind of want to even you know, protect them from themselves. And, you know, we, we might be uh, a couple generations where, where this is now commonplace, right? Because people are maybe going to be controlling their, their money uh, through, through their own personal devices uh, the way that they want. But uh, you know, I, I think it's great that there is you know, consumer choice uh, today. It, this is a, you know, a contentious uh, topic, you know, like there's people that are like, absolutely yeah. not, not your keys, not your coins. Um, but there's, there, there's multiple sides to this. I mean, like as an example, um, I mean, every conference we've gone to, uh, we've heard from, if we have like a table, there's dozens of people that come up a lot are talking about, oh yeah, I used to have this hard drive and I lost it. The, all my Bitcoin were on it. Uh, I used to be mining Litecoin when it was worth nothing. I lost it. I lost it. Yeah. Or I lost, I lost my keys. I lost my computer. I lost where I wrote that thing down. It, there are, you know, the fact is there's a lot of people with really bad practices. If you were, if you were at a company, can you imagine having your IT department that way without <laughs> any backups and writing stuff on papers that they're losing and things like that? But, but that's what people do. And, and I think you, you're, you know, you're onto a point and, and at the same time, um, there's different phases of people's lives, right? Like at one moment, someone might be totally capable of doing all of this and, and managing everything on their own and, and hiding it in a, in a, I don't know, they dig a ditch in the backyard with their private keys in it. And, <laughs> and like, and, and like, you know, then people age, right? The people, this is not a, a one year market. This is a multi hundred year market probably people will be born and die as this market is evolving. Uh, people get health conditions, they get dementia, they get all sorts of stuff. Uh, so whereas one day maybe someone can handle their, their, their keys and their own personal wealth management, a few years later down the road, maybe not so much. And so I think that's a, it's an interesting topic. And, and I think a lot of people immediately come to the snap judgment of what did you say? You wanna hold my keys? Um, but I think there's so many sides to look at with this topic. It's an interesting topic for sure. No, I, I'm, um, yeah, I think there's too many variables, but I, you know, obviously there's, there's these centralized exploits that, that have happened, which is, is uh, you know, these are terrible tragedies that, that you know, have, have happened that, you know, hurt people. But yeah, I think the majority of people are the biggest danger to, to themselves with their, with their own key management. Um, and you hit on all the, the all the key points. I mean, I, I have you know I have a relative that, you know, they, they just had a had a couple of bitcoins and uh, 
you know, they, they, you know, they had no idea where they were. And then they found out that they were on just an old phone and, you know, there was no security. There was nothing. And like, they were probably just a short amount of time from, from tossing that out. And again, it would have been, you know, not my phone, not my Bitcoin, right? You know, the, <laughs> Uh, on uh, on Twitter, some of the biggest influencers we've seen. Oh, I got SIM swapped. Someone stole this. They stole that. We we see it dozens, dozens and dozens of times. Public, public crypto influencers that are experts losing their keys. Absolutely. So it's it's not it's not as easy as just a theoretical, you know, um, statement that anyone can make. Um, especially when this is a very long term game that someone's going to be in for a long time. So. Yeah, completely. So we're getting a little close here, but we got a couple more questions for you. I mean, John, you had one about fees, I think, or? Yes, yeah, I mean, like I went through your onboarding, no gas fees. How does that work? Well, we, so we run this as a, a managed fund. So like to give you guys how it works, I mean, you, you sign up with us, let's say you want to deposit uh, $500 in, in USDC with us, you, simply deposit and hit click invest right and you're, you're earning that those those returns um and we're we're handling all the gas fees so we we have you know a couple times a day we we do deployments right so we have you know net deposits and withdrawals coming in we balance it uh, we balance our portfolio um you know usually a couple a couple times a day and so you know we might have a, a million dollars in that new deposits that that came in like you know it's the the morning for me right now and then you know right after this call week we have to kind of rebalance the portfolio in the, in the next couple hours and we'll, we'll do this uh again in the, in the evening time right and then and so i mean we're we're taking care of all that right so like you can't actually you know with in ethereum you can't invest 500 dollars and never make money off that right through DeFi. Uh, just just not possible right because of the, the fees involved in in, in participating so you, know, you you need a significant amount of capital to actually do this kind of properly, but you know we're we're aiming to allow anyone to do it, right? So, you know your your hundred dollars, your five hundred dollars goes into with thousands of other clients that have ultimately uh, invested with us, and, and we're able to to make those deployments and, and do it. Uh, what we see is, is is more profitably for for the user. Cool. So you're making everyone kind of brings in, you guys are keeping track of that ledger and then you guys do like one or two large rebalancing so that um, you're kind of shielding people from that, which also is like, you know, that's a service, right? Like people don't realize like you wouldn't even be able to get in, um, you know, if you didn't have someone being able to do that for you. So it makes sense. And then the, uh, the, the, the utility token. So I'm seeing on here that you can get extra wildy rewards based on um, different tiers. And so is it, assets i have to hold a certain amount of yld or a certain amount of the underlying assets or is it just certain amount of yld and then i get rewards yeah so yld is a, a membership and rewards token um you know actually i'll kind of talk about these things here uh, we're, we're actually going to update the model uh with our v2 rollout and then uh you know we're, we're some some um well i, I kind of touch on a, a few of the upcoming uh, changes if, if, you, if that helps yeah so we're gonna we're gonna make a so right now it's you get the wild d rewards you, know, you you earn more wild d based on but we're, we're changing the the rates on the base asset for for the membership tiers in the in the the, the, the essentially the, the relaunch of, of yield app that we're you know uh currently in, in the testing mode so you know if you're investing either or bitcoin or stable coins you know the essentially the more wild d you're going to hold uh, the higher return on the, on the base asset Gotcha. So your your base asset return is going to be a little bit higher. Yes. Yeah. So it's been commonly re, you know commonly requested, and that's that's kind of one of the, the benefits you have, right? From you know we're, we're six months operational, we have all this data and feedback from from users, and uh, you know so we're kind of in that that uh, kind of remold of you know this build out. So um, you know very very excited for the the next phase that's coming soon. Cool. And is there any voting or any any sort of like governance aspect to that yet where it's like, hey, if I hold this many YLD, I can kind of get my product request to like the front of the list or anything? Uh, not, not, so I, I, I love um, I love decentralized governance. I mean, we, we are a fintech. So, you know, ultimately, I mean, we there's, you know, we, we you know, we try to listen to our clients very, very closely. I mean, we're, we're 
constantly trying to do feedback groups, you know, getting as much feedback as we can, um, encouraging our, our users to, to even email my, myself. I mean, I get daily emails from, from our users, just, you know, providing that feedback, you know, ideas, and it is extremely useful uh, to, to kind of hear where, you know, where the, the clients ultimately want to go. Um, so not they don't necessarily, you know, have that. I mean, it's not, you know, we don't add based on this, but obviously we, we you know, we're, you know, we're here to serve our, our users. So, you know, their, their feedback is, is ultimately that, I mean, they, they're ultimately in charge of where this company goes. Awesome. And then um, iOS and Android app coming out soon. Yeah, so after a, a little bit on our timeline right now, we you know we have this V2 rollout. Uh, we didn't launch the, the current app just because we, we did want to go and rebuild uh, rebuild this this app from scratch. So we've actually done a 100% re, uh, rebuild uh, right now, and uh, you know we think it's you know, major upgrades on, on all fronts. Um, so once that is officially launched, uh, you'll probably see the, the mobile app come in the, probably uh, one to two months uh, following that, which we're, we're I'm sure your I'm sure your CTO loved that. Yeah, well, I, I, we got plenty of plenty of work to keep them. <laughs> Full rebuild. It's always, it's always like, well, if you want me to do this, you know, we're gonna have to just rebuild it from scratch again. It's to be like, honest, hey, it was, do it we really? His, you know, <laughs> it was his idea completely. I yeah, mean, it, don't, it always is. <laughs> I mean, he was, you know, he was not satisfied with a, a few things, and uh, you know, so it's, it's not even about where you're building now. It was, it was the two options, right? It's like you, you can scale what you have now for, for the next maybe twelve to eighteen months, or you can go back and, and build that the next iteration. Kind of early on you know especially having all that that data to kind of work with you know, ultimately what the client wants yeah cool and then we just got a couple of minutes left i'd love just to hear a little bit about um you know you're like a, a ceo and founder that has a background in like growth and marketing and um you know how do you think about like approaching you know marketing and, and community in this space i mean john and i talk about it all the time um you know especially because we come from you know, we have ad agency backgrounds and, you know, we got a lot of friends that just like paid ads on Facebook or work for Toyota or whatever it may be. And it's just a completely, it's like, like you have to almost, it's almost like someone that learned that way of growth marketing. It's like almost harder to unwind that than it would be someone that's just coming in. That's just really interested in the industry. So how do you kind of think about marketing and, and building community? Yeah, it, it's, it's a, it's quite a, fast moving space, um, you know, being transparent, right? I mean, this is a, a space where you, you know, you have all these almost, they're almost detectives, right? In, in your community and they, they wanna, cause I, I mean, all the time you gotta be extremely careful of what you say and put out there. Cause sometimes there'll be a, a 10 second, I mean, there could be a 10 second soundbite from this, right? <laughs> so you said this on this lunar crush, right? It's like, yeah, you're right. I did like you know, <laughs> 18 months on the road. Right. So, um, it, it's, um, you know, building, building a, that, that core base of your community. I mean, there, there's so many passionate people in the space. Uh, it, it's, it's unlike anything I've ever seen, right. I mean, you get people that are, that are, you know, they're, they're, they are part of you and they're, they're like an extension from, from the, uh, the, the company itself. And that's a great part about just having your own your own crypto asset, right? I mean, they can ultimately, and that's that's liquid, right? Because they can ultimately, you know, become part of you or or you know not, you know, or they can kind of sell off their position very, very quickly. And so, you know, it's um, this industry really, you know, influencers are, are such a, a major part of, of the space. You know, it's obviously doing these interviews. Um, having great, you know, written content that, that's kind of clear. Uh, the community management is, is so important. I mean, it, there's so many aspects, and you, you, I mean, marketing is, let's say, it's it's probably about probably almost fifty percent of, of what you know crypto ultimately is. I mean, it's you have to have great product and, and great utility, but you know, ultimately, you you need you know excellent marketing just to you know to to get your brand and your vision out there. Um, Oh, I think that we got a fairly talented, quite a talented uh, marketing team on our side that we're very fortunate. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, um, 
it, it, I think it's too much of what the, the you know is expected, but it's uh, it's it's probably there for for good reasons because it can ultimately people have choice. I mean, there's 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 abundance of choice available in the markets. No, that's a great point. And yeah, no, having a token out there, accountability starts in a in a different way sooner in the life cycle of a of an organization. And I think it's it's a beautiful thing to watch. Um, yeah, Martin Martin Rivera. Community is everything. Well, Tim, did an hour, man. Thank you so much uh, for being part of this. And you know, I'll put it in the chat, everyone. Yield.app, check them out. Um, I think you know you guys have, have built something really cool. I wish you all of the success. And um, you know, thank you everyone for listening and being out there. And uh, yeah, man, this was great. John, as always, this was awesome. We'll talk with you all backstage. Great, thanks, Tim.